Jason here, School of Zion ID. Uh, today's topic is civil war. It was a wild week in Washington, that's for sure. Our job kind of here on this podcast is to provide some spiritual context to current events in a secular world that doesn't like to mix church and state. Well, President Donald Trump is the subject now of an impeachment investigation by the House of Representatives. Um, A few weeks ago, a CIA whistleblower came forward alleging that the president attempted to pressure um, the president of Ukraine by withholding military funding in exchange for some dirt on a political rival, uh, Joe Biden. Well, the impeachment debate is evolving day by day. Uh, There's plenty of spin. There's plenty of lies. There's... Both sides are saying whatever they can um, to see what sticks. And, um, you know, we don't know um, how this is going to unfold. But part of it that I find particularly appalling is when um, earlier this week, President Trump actually threatened a civil war if impeachment forces him out of office. Ramifications of another civil war in the United States are deeply troubling, um, especially if it occurs not geographically, but along party lines between Democrats and Republicans, which means it would happen, um, you know, within states, within cities, within neighborhoods, um, and unfortunately, even within families. So, um, As I was writing up a report at work that was discussing the economic ramifications of impeachment and, you know, the possibility, no matter how small it is, of a civil war, it got me thinking and wondering about that old Mormon legend of when Joseph Smith um, apparently said that one day the Constitution would be held together by a thread. Um, I, I know I had heard it. And I think I had heard it refuted, but I kind of wanted to find out again. So I did a quick bit of research and found actually a lot of information, a lot of modern revelation on the topic of war and constitution. And so um, allow me to quote from a good deal of research. Let's see who put this together. Uh, It's a website called Latter-day Conservative. I don't even see it attributed to an author. I'm going to cut through, you know, edit through 75% of it that I don't think is relevant, but we'll try and find a little bit of meat to add to um, this discussion. So specifically, um, Joseph Smith is alleged to have uttered a prophecy back in 1843, alluding to the four horses in the book of Revelation from Revelation chapter 6. Well, this was recorded by two church members, a guy named Edwin Rushton and Theodore Turley, approximately 10 years after Joseph's death. And this is where, you know, he said the Constitution will hang by a thread. I'm not going to read uh, the report that was recorded by these two gentlemen, but in 1918, It was Joseph F. Smith who actually commented specifically about this prophecy. And he said, 
the ridiculous story about the red horse and the black horse and the white horse and a lot of trash that has been circulated about and printed and sent around as a great revelation given by the prophet Joseph Smith is a matter that was gotten up, I understand, some 10 years after the death of the prophet by two of our brethren who put together some broken sentences from the prophet that they may have heard from time to time and formulated this so-called revelation out of it. And it was never spoken by the prophet in the manner in which they have put it forth. It is simply false. That is all there is to it. So I don't think you could speak any more clearly that um, the report that these two gentlemen put together was false. Um. Because the white horse prophecy has been dismissed by church leaders, uh, there's been confusion from members of the church with regard to other similar statements about the nation crumbling, the Constitution being on the brink of ruin, and the elders of Israel stepping up to save it. Uh, While the white horse prophecy may not be legitimate, there are several separate similar statements attributed to Joseph Smith. Um, The following is accepted as the most accurate and verified statement and has been quoted by several modern prophets. This is from the Joseph Smith Collection, the LDS Church Historical Department. Uh, He said it on July 19, 1840. Here's what he said. Even this nation will be on the very verge of crumbling to pieces and tumbling to the ground. And when the Constitution is upon the brink of ruin, This people will be the staff upon which the nation shall lean, and they shall bear the Constitution away from the very verge of destruction. There are similar statements attributed to Joseph Smith by Brigham Young, Orson Hyde, Eliza Snow, and modern prophets such as Harold B. Lee and Ezra Taft Benson. Um, I have found here at least 41 different statements along these lines. So there is sufficient evidence to conclude that Joseph Smith did say that the nation and constitution would be on the brink of ruin or destruction and that the LDS people would be involved in saving it. Um, Regardless of what the future holds, there are plenty of scriptures and teachings of modern prophets that tell us we do have a responsibility to stand up for agency, for freedom, for liberty, and for the Constitution. Ezra Taft Benson said the following, Will we be prepared? Will we be among those who will bear the Constitution away from the very verge of destruction? If we desire to be numbered among those who will, here are some things we must do. Number one, we must be righteous and moral. Number two, we must learn the principles of the Constitution and then abide by its precepts. Number three, we must become involved in civic affairs. Number four, we must make our influence felt by our vote, our letters, and our advice. I have faith that the Constitution will be saved, as prophesied by Joseph Smith, said Ezra Tapp Benson. He continues, but it will not be saved in Washington. It will be saved by the citizens of this nation who love and cherish freedom. It will be saved by enlightened members of this church, men and women who will subscribe to and abide the principles of the Constitution. 
For years, we have heard of the role of the elders could play in saving the Constitution from total destruction. But how can the elders be expected to save it if they have not studied it and are not sure if it is being destroyed or what is destroying it? I'll interject there. You do have to be educated. We have to know what's going on. There has to be a degree of spiritual context applied to current events. And if that's not happening, um, you know, we need to remedy that. And these are things that we need to be discussing. We need to be reading out of good books. We need to find trusted sources so that we can use our agency to make a good choice. Um, President Benson continues, there is no excuse that can compensate for the loss of liberty. Satan is anxious to neutralize the inspired counsel of the prophet and hence keep the priesthood off balance, ineffective and inert in the fight for freedom. He does this through diverse means, including the use of perverse reasoning. Again, I'll interject. The scriptures talk all about even the very elect being deceived in the last days. Well, the more I read and the more I experience, the more I believe that that deception may not be in religion alone. I think the deception is in the political realm. And it's those things, those institutions that we partake of and that we fight for, we need to be very careful not to be deceived. The scriptures teach us that a good tree produces only good fruit and that a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. And so if we hitch our wagon to a bad tree because we've been deceived, it's going to end up producing bad fruit, no matter how good our intentions may be, no matter how strong our emotional responses may be, no matter how hard we fight. It's very important not to be deceived. Um, Let's finish up this quote from President Benson. The cause of freedom is a most basic part of our religion. Our position on freedom helped get us to this earth, and it can make the difference as to whether we get back home or not. Now, part of the reason why we do not have sufficient priesthood bearers to save the Constitution, let alone to shake the powers of hell, is, I fear, because unlike Moroni, our souls do not joy in keeping our country free, and we are not firm in the faith of Christ, nor have we sworn with an oath to defend our rights. That's from a talk called Our Immediate Responsibility. Um, and all, it's also in a book called An Enemy Hath Done This, page 313 through 315. Some very provocative statements from President Benson uh, that make you think. Hopefully it inspires and motivates us to be more politically active. I know for me, when he says that our position on freedom helped get us to this earth and it can make the difference as to whether we get back home or not, that really does fire me up. And it awakens me to a whole new sense of responsibility. Harold B. Lee said, it was Joseph Smith who's been quoted as having said that the time would come um, when the Constitution would hang as by a thread. And at that time, when it was thus in jeopardy, the elders of this church would step forth and save it from destruction. Why the elders of this church? 
Would it be sacrilegious to paraphrase, paraphrase the words of the Apostle Peter and say that the Constitution of the United States could be saved by the elders of this church because this church and this church alone has the words of eternal life? We alone know by revelation as to how the Constitution came into being, and we alone know by revelation the destiny of this nation. The preservation of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness can be guaranteed upon no other basis than upon a sincere faith and testimony of the divinity of these teachings. Joseph Fielding Smith in Founded in the Wisdom of God, page 416, said, The statement has been made that the prophet, Joseph Smith, said the time would come when this constitution would hang as by a thread, and this is true. There has been some confusion, however, as to just what he said following this. I think that Elder Orson Hyde has given us a correct interpretation wherein he says that the prophet said the constitution would be in danger. Now I tell you, it is time the people of the United States were waking up with the understanding that if they don't save the Constitution from the dangers that threaten it, we will have a change of government. Um, Lorenzo Snow said, They will sustain the Constitution and laws and institutions of the United States and be the champions of liberty and of that Constitution when its integrity shall be threatened. Wilford Woodruff said, The prophet Joseph Smith has said the time will come when the principles of the Constitution would be forsaken, and that instrument would be rent asunder, and this people would then step forward and rescue it from entire destruction. In summary, um, the Constitution is important. Civil war would be a disaster. But if it is to be stopped, if problems are to be fixed, we need intelligent, righteous, and faithful saints to awaken to their civic responsibilities and duties and to speak up and not be silent. We worship a God who leads his people in war. The book of Revelation discusses specifically um, a brief war that's followed by the great war of Armageddon where Christ will fight the battles of his people. In the Book of Mormon, we read of various peoples who fought spiritually and militarily for freedom. In Doctrine and Covenants, section 117, verse 6, it says, For have I not the fowls of heaven and also the fish of the sea and the beasts of the mountains? Have I not made the earth? Do I not hold the destinies of all the armies of the nations of the earth? In DNC 105.26, it says, And now, behold, I say unto you, my friends, in this way you may find favor in the eyes of the people, until the army of Israel becomes very great. Skip ahead to verse 31. But first let my army become very great, and let it be sanctified before me, that it may become fair as the sun and clear as the moon, and that her banners may be terrible unto all nations. The armies of Zion will be built up, right? Uh, verse 32 says the ki that the kingdoms of this world may be constrained to acknowledge that the kingdom of Zion is in very deed the kingdom of our God and his Christ, 
Therefore, let us become subject unto her laws. Zion is not a weak people. It will be terrible unto all of those who come up against her to battle. DNC section 60 verse 4. For I the Lord rule in the heavens above and among the armies of the earth. And in the day um, when I shall make up my jewels, all men shall know that it is that bespeaketh the power of God. So um, the political emotions and confusions of our time mirror the religious emotions and confusions and fervor that prompted Joseph Smith's prayer and the first vision back in 1820. Joseph Smith asked, which church is true? Which church should I join? Many today are asking or will ask, which political party is true? Which political party should I join? The answer to this question is actually the key to Zion's establishment. Well, look, what happens on Sundays is taken care of by the restored gospel. But what happens on Monday through Saturday still needs a lot of work. We need to rid the world of corrupt institutions. We need to do things like eliminate poverty. We need to have all of our things in common. We need to take care of one another. We need to become a people of one heart and one mind. These are certainly not the fruits of Babylon. So as we endure more and more talk of civil war, we're all going to be thinking about and looking to join one side of it, you know, if it does, in fact, escalate. And I think it's a good idea to have a spiritual base knowing that a good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. So your job is to identify the tree that you want to be a part of, but then it's also to track are the fruits good or are the fruits bad um, of what we're doing. And also be open to the idea that maybe neither side has what you're looking for. That was the glorious answer to prayer that Joseph Smith received in the sacred grove. And that is what ushered in the restoration of truth that had been lost for a long time religiously. Perhaps in the last days, a similar phase of restoration will unfold in which correct political procedures will be revealed as a restoration. Yes, we have the Constitution, and we have hundreds of years showing that it works and that it can preserve freedom and progress a people. So for the time being, we need to stand firmly with the Constitution. Um, but eventually we know that there's going to be time for more. There's going to be something even better. Um, rather than get into that right now, let's leave that. Um, our next podcast episode will discuss something better.